0: From the Montana Kyman, University of Montana's independent, student-run newspaper, this is the Kyman Cast for the week of February 21st. I'm Austin Amestoy. When UM's now-iconic mascot, Monty, was introduced in the early 90s, it was an experiment in permanence for the university. Prior to Monty, U.M. had had few long-term mascots, and even some disastrous stints with live bears. But with Monty, U.M. finally struck mascot gold, with major thanks to the many performers to don the suit through the years. From motorcycle rides across Washington Grizzly Stadium, to handstands and backflips, to visits to birthday parties and community events, Monty has been a Missoula celebrity without a face, until now. On this episode, a dynasty of Monty entertainers is finally unmasked, sharing their stories of Monty antics, a love to perform, and a unique connection to one Missoula gym. I've got Kyman sports writer Ty Brown here with me today with a story of generations of Monty performers he's been reporting on for a long time now. Ty, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah,
1: absolutely, Austin. Thank you.
0: How many Monties did you actually end up speaking with for this story, or former Monty's, I should say?
1: Well, let's see here. There's—oh, um... that's tough. There's uh, Scott Stigler, who's the original one. Well, at least I got to— just to see what you look like, at least for a couple of seconds. <laughs> there you go. But. Um, and then um, Barry Anderson. Hi. Barry, what's
2: up, man? Hey. You nice to uh, nice. You know, I've been waiting, trying to get a hold of you, and finally you've given me the time of day.
1: <laughs> um, I talked to uh, Trevor Pressler a little while. Lane Hamilton. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Lane? I'm good. Yeah, I don't know what's handful of other Monty's uh Court Jensen um a couple of them I couldn't get in contact with um Brian Blackler and uh, and James Merrick they they never got back to me but um, I was able to, to kind of put the timeline together without actually um actually speaking to those guys so I I, I talked to quite a few of them I'd say like five or six or seven wow.
0: so were are, were there any that you didn't know like were there any any periods of Monty's you know 30-year history that you just didn't know who was performing as Monty or did you f- figure out all of them
1: um, I uh, I figured out a good portion of them. There are a couple that um, starting after Barry Anderson, they started um, going two at a time. So oh,
0: there were two Monties at once.
1: Yeah, yeah. There'd be two Monties at once, um, and the uh, some of them weren't connected to the uh, to the gym, so I I didn't really focus on on the ones that weren't connected to at Gymnastics.
0: Oh, so there's a gym that most of them came out of.
1: Yeah, yeah. at uh, Gymnastics in town. Really. Yeah, it's. Um, it's a, a gymnastics studio that was opened back in 1975 by uh, by Terry Hamilton and, and Marcia Hamilton, and um, Marsha actually was the uh, the first um, woman inducted into the uh, the Grizzly Hall of Fame for uh, gymnastics and track oh, and field. Oh wow! Um, and uh, Terry Hamilton's been been teaching gymnastics and uh, and dance for for quite a long time. Um, so in town, there's 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 better at gymnastics, and um, that has been operating since mid 70s, since about 1975.
0: Okay, so there's this this gymnastics trained a whole bunch of Monties through the years.
1: Yeah, yeah. There there have been um, the uh, the owner Dave Stark um, said that about seven or eight Monties came out of this gym, wow. or it, seven Monties and uh, and one Mo. And
0: Stark is the current owner.
1: Yeah, yeah. Stark's owned it since two thousand five. How
0: did how did that happen though? Like how do how do all of these you know Monty mascots have a connection to this one gym?
1: Well, they uh, they they kind of passed the torch down. Um, like generation to generation, they they all know each other and they all have a, a a hand in picking their replacement. so really it um, it really helps that they all know each other and um they they've seen the skills that these other uh, performers have. Um, so they're able to uh, to kind of pass that that torch down. Um,
0: so did they find like successor Monty's at the gym they were training at, or was it more of of a situation where, they they pointed their successor to, to this gym as a place to train.
1: No, they they all started at the gym. Uh, wow! So so they've all been doing gymnastics and dance and um, tumbling and trampolines and, and whatever else happens at the uh, at the <laughs> gymnastics place. Um, but they um, they they recognize the, the the skills of the the people that they have been going to this gym with. Mm. Um, so it. Uh, kind of a word of mouth thing, you know, uh, Monty position opens up and they they hold tryouts. <laughs> and um, just because by virtue of, of everybody knowing each other through this gym, it makes it a lot easier to, uh, to choose their replacement, somebody that they already know.
0: Yeah, that's actually, I mean, so it's interesting that they all have this connection to a specific gym. Um, because, I, you know, one thing that's Obvious about Monty that's different to a lot of, uh, or different from a lot of mascots is that Monty is very acrobatic historically and always has been. And you know the mascot suit that Monty wears is not this big, you know, Michelin man, you know, suit of you know rubber tires and and fabric. It's it's pretty agile and light. What like characteristics do all the Monties that you talked with share generally that makes them able to do the job so well?
1: Well, one thing that I that I asked every Monty that I spoke to is whether they saw themselves more as an entertainer or more as a performer or more as an athlete, and um, everybody that I talked to said that athleticism plays a, a very large part in the the performance itself, but they all see themselves as entertainers and performers first and foremost. So I think they have to have a very um, outward-facing sort of Uh, personality Um, but they're not um, none of them really see themselves as uh, as athletes I I know Barry Anderson said that um, you know there's already athletes on the field
2: I'm not out there to be an athlete there are people already doing that
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'm that's your primary role is to entertain I think that's kind of the philosophy that's been um, passed down from from Barry Anderson, I guess all the way from, from the very beginning, from like Greg Bauer and Scott Stigler.
0: Yeah, and ba- Barry Anderson, uh, w- what era of Monty did he sort of come into play?
1: Well, he's, Barry Anderson is like, by all accounts, by people that know their mascots, he he's he's like top gangster mascot. <laughs> he, he's the Al Capone of mascots.
0: And why is that?
1: He, he brought something entirely new to the performance that... Um, Hadn't really been seen in in the mascot world since then. Um, he was uh, he was very rambunctious. Um, he uh, got up to a lot of a lot of antics that uh, that would get any regular person in trouble, and I guess any any mascot really in trouble.
0: When was Barry Anderson Monty?
1: Uh, 2001 through 2004.
0: Okay. And and if I'm not mistaken, it was around that time that Monty was winning some Mascot of the Year awards, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He got um, two Capital One Mascot of the Year awards wow. in 2002 and 2004.
0: That's pretty remarkable.
1: Yeah. And that's that's right up there with, with every other college mascot in the country and from a small university in Montana. Yeah.
0: All right. So Anderson is sort of known for his infamous antics. Did he ever do anything that like landed him in trouble?
1: Well, he uh, one time actually in uh, in Portland State, um, they went to a, a football game at Portland State, and um, he uh, was stealing a bunch of uh, well, I don't know stealing, but he was taking a <laughs> bunch of beers from a, a beer vendor and tossing them up tossing into the crowd for for his gross fans. fans.
2: <laughs> and, and so I would hold up the beer and I'm like, yeah, you, and throw another one, and, and you see a lot of these familiar faces, and so some of these people I actually knew. And it was great. It was maybe like ten beers, whatever. And this guy's like, you know, swatting my hand away and he's getting real worked <laughs> up and he's yelling at me and he's pissed. Because he doesn't like, for all he knows, he's going to be in trouble for this. He's going to go and they're going to be like, well, your count's wrong and da-da-da. But I'm thinking like, what? you know, someone is going to be able to explain this, you know? It's it's like, yeah, the is,
1: came up and stole
2: it. whatever, and then someone's going to like nothing's gonna come of this you know maybe someone's irritated but like it's not at the end of the world so i do that and he's mad and i eventually leave I'm like oh that was pretty funny and i think i don't think anything else of it
1: and um the uh, the security got wind of that and they started chasing him around so he ran <laughs> down onto the field um where there was a a car that they were auctioning off and he was just scrambling oh, all around in the car and like taking <laughs> the keys out and running around trying to trying to elude capture and um, they they eventually got him, and they had to to de him and, and set him <laughs> on the side of the field.
0: Wow. Was Barry Anderson kind of like the the guy who gave Monty his sort of modern identity as a little bit of like a mischief maker?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, wow. for sure, for sure. Um, up until then, it was a. Uh, it wasn't an entirely different performance up until then. Monty's always had kind of this this image as a little bit more of a, a troublemaker than than other mascots, sure. but but Barry Anderson definitely ratcheted that up to the to the next degree. Wow!
0: So, and we we should also clarify: when did Monty come around?
1: Um, back in nineteen ninety
0: three. Okay, so he's almost thirty years old next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'll be thirty years old next wow. year. Wow!
0: Um, so Anderson then has ties to bitter gymnastics is that right mm-hmm. okay so did was it where in sort of the lineage of Monty's that came out of this gymnastics place start what did it start with Anderson
1: yeah it started with Barry Anderson um, when he was Monty he started going to bitter gymnastics oh. in order to to he said to use his body more as a a, a tool for the performance um he he admitted that he was never that acrobatically inclined um and a, a lot of the performances that he'd do a lot of the stunts that he'd do would be the uh the typical setup of like an acrobatic performance that would just fail miserably Ugh. and so that that was kind of the uh, that was kind of the joke um but he he wanted to to learn how to do that safely mm. so to say uh, so he started going to bitter at gymnastics and uh and and training to to use his body as a as a performance tool
0: interesting so, how long was Anderson in the role uh, of Monty?
1: Uh, he would have been there for what four four years two thousand one through two thousand four. Okay.
0: What What did he do after that?
1: Um, he uh he went to the Chicago Bulls. And actually, he became uh, Benny the Bull.
0: We've decided as a little pick me up to share our top five favorite Benny the Bull moments. And there were so many. Uh, to uh, pick uh, from. Wait, Those like he went down from down Montana. Down to, yeah, start like, like, pro-mascotting, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and he's not the only one, either.
0: At number four of our top five memorable
1: moments, who can forget this moment, trying to impress Jay-Z and Diddy there by giving them a little Beyonce. Mm. And not really that. getting much from them. Uh, Jay
0: wanted a Well, who else?
1: Um, Lane Hamilton, too, in uh, 2014. Who became Monty in 2014? Uh, later on, he went to become uh, Clutch the the Bear for the Houston Rockets. Really? As well.
0: Is he still doing that?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's still doing that. Wow, to this day.
0: That so in the 30-year Monty program, I guess you could call it. They produced two professional mascots. I mean, that, does uh does. I mean, can Grizz football say? Do they have anyone playing pro right now?
1: No, that the uh, the job placement for. Uh, for professional mascots coming out of UM is is 100% to 1, 100% to 0 when it comes to professional football players and professional mascots.
0: Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, Lane Hamilton, let's talk about him then. So, he t- he started in 2014. And how many years did he run as Monty? Um
1: 2014 through 2016.
0: Okay. So, he w- w- was he the most recent Monty you talked to then?
1: Uh no, I talked to uh to Court Jensen actually okay. who was um the uh, the one before the current monty um and he he actually is um actively trying to get into the the pro mascot business really? as well
0: so anderson okay so we got anderson in like the early 2000s and he was followed by ryan deckmer is that right
1: yeah 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 ryan deckmer came
0: followed came by one one so did did ryan sort of like carry the torch of the sort of antics that anderson started
1: yeah 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 ryan um Ryan definitely had some some big shoes to fill when it came <laughs> to to figuring out how to continue the the performance that that Barry Anderson started. Back uh, during a game, um, during a basketball game at the uh, at the Brick Breeden Fieldhouse, he uh, he got in trouble for like silly stringing the band. The pep band <sighs> came in with an arsenal of uh, of silly string, and um, you know they 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 weren't too happy about that. It kind of caused a little bit of a, a commotion well, in, the, like uh, a in the student section. <laughs> Um, but they, they, they put him under the basketball hoop in this, in this little box, not like an enclosed box or anything, but like they, they taped it off and said, okay, you, you can dance and stuff in here. You can't leave <laughs> this place. But, um, you know, Monty's never one to, to listen to, uh, to rules like that. So he, he kept escaping and, like, running around on the court and everything.
2: To me, I'll, I think they were looking for a reason to kick Monty out just because he was, we were so obnoxious at the time, especially when you go to MSU. Um, essentially, it just stemmed from me harass us harassing fans, um, you know, and I would say harass, but you know, interacting with fans, but and Montana State fans at the time they didn't appreciate Monty.
0: The Monties also have an origin, which is that sort of nineteen ninety three period. Um, and you said you also talked to Scott Stiegler mm. it, it is, and he was the what was the original Monty? Is that right?
1: Yeah, so uh, right before Scott, there was another guy named Greg Bauer, okay. who was the the very very first Monty, but he was only Monty for one game. Um, so oh, wow. Scott Stigler was the the first full time Monty.
0: Okay, w- w- what was different about the role back then th- th- compared to now?
1: It was it was brand new back then. Like b- before um, before Scott and before Greg Bauer, there was uh, a, a series of other like corporate mascots. So so. The, the Monty that um, – or when, when Scott became Monty, it was an entirely hmm. new character. It was, it was something that had never been done before at UM. Yeah. And so he was tasked with developing this character.
0: You know, Ty, I've also seen old pictures of the original Monty suit. And, you know, I was just talking earlier about how important it is for the Monty suit to be sort of dexterous and, you know, acrobatic. And, but that original Monty suit was not that. <laughs> did, like, was that ever like a problem for Scott? Like, did he, what was his experience wearing that suit? Oh, yeah. I
1: said it was horrible to try <laughs> to breathe in, to try to, to, to run around in, to, to see out of.
2: It was extremely hot. I would lose about 10 pounds of sweat during a football game and back then i was about 125 pound guy so um 10 pounds of sweat was a was a big percentage of my body weight and that was pretty unhealthy but it was really hot and i would never stop moving and i would be extremely dehydrated and hot in there and my i could wring my shirt out after a game i would just literally wring it out in my shorts and everything
1: he was uh he did like a front flip or something one time and the the head came off he had to fashion a <laughs> bicycle helmet inside of the uh inside of the suit to keep the head in place oh my like
0: with the chin strap and everything to just like keep it fixed there
1: yeah yeah he he had to he had to do a bunch of different modifications to that thing on his own time to make sure that that wasn't falling apart when he was tumbling around in it
0: ty you've unmasked potentially you know nearly (laughs) a dozen different montes in this story what's your biggest takeaway about the you know idea that is Monty, the phenomenon of Monty. Having talked to all these guys, you know, they share a lot of similar stories. They share a lot of similar struggles. You know, who is Monty?
1: Scott Stigler talked about how um, when he was when he was Monty back in the uh, back in the late '90s, there was a a lady who came up to him with a uh, her baby like dressed up in a little Monty costume and Mm. told him to 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 take her child and and walk him around the field. And so I did. I I took
2: this lady's baby for a walk and I walked around the stadium and I pretended like it was Monty's baby and like you know it was uh I just was in shock that somebody would hand their baby to me and just give it to me at a football game. I was blown away by it and I was humbled by it and honored because it, it was not lost on me in that moment how much trust this lady had in me in Monty and I knew that I had to uphold a reputation from then on out that Monty. Monty was important and he had to stay that way. He had to, he had to stay he had to be a good a good person.
1: So Monty's Monty's much more than just uh, than just a guy in a suit. He he's he's the, the face of um, the face of the university. Yeah.
0: Once again, Ty Brown, Montana Kyman Sports Reporter, joining me today and unmasking Monty in audio form. Ty, thanks for coming in.
1: Yeah, thank you, Austin.
0: Stay tuned for an episode of The Second Look this Monday. Audio reporter Eleanor Smith will break down the history of UM mascots before Monty, and it gets pretty wild. The Keiman Cast is produced and edited by me, Austin Amistoy. Reporting by Ty Brown. That's it for this week's episode. Next time, UM professors report negative impacts to their mental health and workloads due to COVID-19 and changing policies. I'll see you there.